As in, no, what I mean was like, is that it? Are we no longer being recorded now? Well, I mean, I mean, it is, but uh, obviously Matt's going to edit it out, so you can say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I think um, Hitler was right. So should I just actually start the official crap, or should we just let the listeners fend for themselves? Well, um, we talked about games. It's been like 20 minutes, so I think I'll, whatever. Uh, this is the this is so, the yeah. Schrodinger's so, podcast of names. In case anybody didn't know, the listeners, because that was a fucking horrifying thing that I had to go through. I was afraid I was in legal trouble. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I was scared. Yeah, and Nero doesn't sue people. He kills them. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Okay. I mean, the the guy hasn't answered any of my my questions related to that. So if I do end up using it, if I had ended up using it, I don't think I'd be in the wrong. Because the motherfucker didn't answer me. What am I supposed to assume? Mm. Not that Nero's a motherfucker. We we love him. We all we all love him. Destructoid's awesome. God bless him. So yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm not too sad about changing the name, but I'm more sad about having to do another logo or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it, it's good practice. It's ex- uh, what did you say? It's experience for you. Yes. Okay. So. I'm think I'm trying to think of a theme of how to introduce people. So I think this week will be who is your daddy and what does he do? And we are going to start with Sam. Uh, um he builds rocket ships out of cheese. Where does he go? To the chemist. <laughs> Not far. That's that's pretty crap. Yeah, he, it's not it's not very. Um, he's yeah. not a very enterprising rocket scientist. He just he, sticks he, wheels he on them and drives much. them around the road. All oh, right, right. Yeah. Sorry, that was the worst thing I've ever. <laughs> You're as lazy as your father. Yeah, putting wheels on them rockets. So shoestring, what is who is your daddy? What does he do? Uh, my daddy is Ron Jeremy. I think you all know. Um, yes, you could say that I know. You could say that you that he and I have a uh, business relationship, in a sense. Yeah, I've I've seen you two work together. It's chilling. I meant that I watched the porn, but that's way more disturbing than what I had in mind. But thank thank you. <laughs> it still works, you know. I've seen a recent movie with him in it. It's horrible. Ugh. Ugh. Like, the, really? guy the guy can't even suck his own dick anymore. Like, just retire. That, like, that's when when you used to be able to do that and you can't do it anymore. You don't. You stop. And God, how I wish Adam was here for that moment right now. This is all. This this entire this episode just seems to keep on coming back to the comedy button for some reason. 
And oh, but only when Adam isn't here. Only when he isn't here. Because that's my fucking luck. That's how it works. Lacey bastard. Yeah. It's like the only pod it's like the only podcast I, I, I regularly listen to besides this. So I only listen to the first two episodes and then uh, it, I it's it actually it, like that's probably it started off really strong. It gets really awesome, like even a couple episodes in, and then it just I it either gets better or uh, keeps on the same quality. Hmm. I don't know. I have my taste, and I stick with them. So why why isn't there a serial killer podcast? Um, because they'll be very over over very quickly, and the fan base will be very dangerous. So is the shattered. I'm going to actually look up now see if there is one, because there probably is. Actually, why am I looking on iTunes? It won't be there. <laughs> Might be. Gary Glitter is there. There actually is one. Oh, what's it called? It's called The Serial Killers Podcast by Brian Combs. And it is on iTunes. Oh, fuck. Is, is that a real serial killer? I, I'm assuming not. It's a weekly podcast exploring the history, uh, psychopathy, and psychosis of serial murderers. Part history, part psychology, part true crime. Ah, sounds kind of good, actually. Yeah. Part orange juice, three parts water. Now we know. Yep. There's 61 episodes. What? Although the last one was released in April of 2012, so it's been a while. So it's over, is what you're saying. So they did end up getting arrested. I'm still free. Evening. Evening, Governor. Oh, wait, who do we got that? Who do we have? Oh, there we go. Oh. I love how you're, I love how Jesse and two different uh, profile pictures that I, I know of are either the question or him and, or him himself in a different kind of mask. <laughs> What what's the deal? Do you just do you not have a face? So far we've in, so so far we've had game talk, introduced half of the cast, uh, talked about the comedy button in different respects twice while Adam wasn't here, and serial killers. Oh, serial killer cast, everybody. We'll um I guess we'll post a link to that in the description of the podcast so you can all enjoy the delicious serial well, killer. I think that's about five minutes. We're busy people. I didn't, what, how, how did you get back that quickly? It wasn't a big dinner. Oh, it was just like... Okay, I see. Some sausages and some mashed potatoes. So you nice. had... Okay, so just... nice. It is a British delicacy. Nice quick bangers and mash. Nice. And then you came back to the banging podcast. I know. I see. Yep. There's another serial killer podcast, although I'm not sure it's serial killers. It's more just murder. What? Oh, it's on Talk Radio. It's just called it's just called True Murder: The Shocking Killers in True Crime History and Authors. Th- and it cuts off because the title's too long. <laughs> so it looks like proper analysis, but. At the same time, I am thinking it's just screaming sounds and sort of stabbing noises. <laughs> Is it Jonathan, just no! 
Is it just people who have committed murders talking about stuff like what happened on no Game of Thrones, the little girl they murdered, where they didn't hide her, Spoiler what also happened on Mad Men? Oh, 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 wait, wait. Uh, the Serial Killer Podcast, Episode 2, H.H. Holmes. What? Oh. Are they, like, talking about the... Who was the first ever serial killer? Oh, they who happened like to be a direct... Who happened to be a direct relative of... Of Holmes? Oh, it's to everybody, based on his heritage. I mean, yeah, H.H. H. Holmes was an American serial killer in 1893-ish. And they're probably related, because... Look at him. I mean, Holmes is, like, weirdly colored... He he's potentially Jewish, so that that bring that, that kind of brings over to me. He definitely married a Jew. He talked about that on Pontot actually, which was weird, like yeah. really early on. And he's he's you know he's also of German descent, as we all know. He's 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 apparently got a picture with Hitler. At what? Apparently he has met Hitler. Yeah, he did. Apparently. He, he worked for him, didn't he? He goes through Mein Kampf. Oh, right. Yeah, he suggested um, the font for it. Yeah, and he's now... I mean, he's he has the rights to be the king of the cult, but he just hasn't done it. He hasn't and he, done it yet. It's just not what he's... He's waiting for the right time to strike, I think. Yeah, and he co-starred in Triumph of the Wills, didn't he? I don't know what that is. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty low key indie film that Hitler personally endorsed. Yeah, because it he, stars he, Jonathan Holmes. What, what, what was it, the tagline? Two thumbs up from Hitler. <laughs> Those are reassuring words to hear. Oh my! Uh, I can just like, Hitler just, has the best taste. What, wait, what quote from the producer's best best use here? I guess just fun times for Hitler. Um. This is the final solution to boredom. <laughs> oh god! You You'll know, I hear that he also he also helped with the uh, finishing the transcript of the unpublished sequel to Mein Kampf, and he basically just wrote it. What 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 is the sequel to Mein Kampf? This is a new thing. It's me. just called Hitler's Second Book. <laughs> Hitler's Hitler Two: The Reckoning. The difficult I, second. I, I wish I was lying when I said that a book called Hitler's Second Book actually existed. Oh. It does. Hitler oh, Returns, Final Ooh. Fantasy Thirteen. Oh yeah. <laughs> or was it twelve? I forget. I don't Who know. cares? Crap. I really want to read. I also want to read that book now. I mean, I, I still haven't read Mein Kampf, even though I probably should. Oh, you really should. It's on all the best-selling lists at the moment. Everyone's talking about it. <laughs> oh, it yeah. Uh, it's what the kids are into. I, I saw it on Oprah. So, Spoiler. Mr. Hitler, tell me about your book. Spoiler alert, he talks about Jews a lot. No. Oh, that bastard. <laughs> Every, no, I don't think we should stand up for his anti-Semitic ways any longer. I don't think it's fair. I, I mean, I mean we can't go on TV and talk about this stuff. I mean, he would want to. Yeah. I'm one of the people who'd want to murder. So I, I really, I really don't like. I don't want to be pro Hitler. Not at all. He's not almost as bad as Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mel Gibson did no wrong. That woman probably did have sugar on her tits. <laughs> I mean, Hitler did 
uh, massacre a large number of people, but Mel Gibson made what women want, so I think it's yeah. clear who the villain is. Though he had to fuck Helen Hunt, so that's, uh, you know, he has been Does that punished. redeem him? Yes. I, I think it, he him. has been punished. And in the grand scheme of things, Waterworld's the worst film, so... No. Oh. Kevin Costner's worse than Hitler. Waterworld's great. No, I, I, I just pity Kevin Costner. Not so much hate him. I like <laughs> The Postman. It's good. Field of Dreams taught America to believe in itself again. And then it forgot. <laughs> Hitler wrote a book called Hitler's Table Talk. <laughs> See, I'm thinking this is just a book about, you know, handy Tables? tips of what to say at the dinner table. I'm just going to talk about all the books that Hitler's written. Things that you can yes, say yeah, to glass of juice. Things that you can say to Jewish people, you know, things like that. Just little things you can slip into conversation. They're like sentence enhancers. You just stick them in there. So, it, it's like the game, but by Hitler. It's exactly like that. It's how you convince Jewish people that they're not worth anything. I mean, yeah. I mean, I haven't That's read it before. I just kill myself. Exactly. I mean, it was meant to be the opposite of a self-help book. It was going to be <laughs> issued to everyone. Self-harm. It was his second solution. It, you know... Yeah. Right. Remember how the Jews were the problem that how everything that's wrong with the world is because of the Jews? Well, the sequel is going to blow your mind. It's still the Jews. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. This, it's going to end up being aliens. I just know it. He'll, he'll do a Lucas. Oh, yeah, it's... He's going to No, explain. what it's going to be is that it's going to be like um, Palpatine was the Jew... In this, and it's going to be revealed that the Jews and the aliens were working together. Because he wants to tie it all together in a weird, unstructured way, like in Star Wars. So is it in canon with, like, Scientology? Because it sounds pretty similar. Probably. It sounds like they could supplement each other pretty well. So Mein Kampf is in, sort of, uh, in canon with Diametrics, or whatever it's called. So basically, what we're all saying is that Tom Cruise is Hitler. Yeah, supporter. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the most logical of all conclusions we've ever made here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, enough. So, what else have we been talking about before I came in and we all decided to talk about Hitler? Um, I think we should. Not much. We could talk about Pokemon. We, we should talk about Pokemon, but we we, we talked about the serial killers, which kind of segued into Hitler. Oh yeah, you know, because if you're going to talk about serial killers, you've got to talk about THE serial killer. What, Stalin? Alright, the other serial killer. <laughs> the second best. <laughs> <laughs> but, as far as video games go, I'm kind of disappointed because I wanted to talk about iPad a lot. Go ahead. I just want to talk about how I'm, t how I'm drinking Monster Energy out of a mug. That I'm uh, now. I'm I'm very. I I know now why they don't sell them in like bottles like Coke. Yeah, they, they, they are, have to. They they have to sell them in like black cans with no light. What do they do? It's just it's piss, doesn't it? Yes, it no, does. It's, it's just thick viscous piss. It's yeah. delicious, but it's thick viscous delicious piss. Some of the flavored ones look alright, like um. 
No, no, this is Monster of... Ripper. This isn't like the vanilla version. This is Monster Ripper. Uh, you get forged. some fruity. There are some fruity from some. What? There are some fruity uh, ones from Rockstar. As in, uh, there's a brand of energy drink called Rockstar that do look purple, so you can pretend it's Vimto. <laughs> I can pretend like it's a drink in Vice City. <laughs> so that was the thing that happened. What happened? I don't know. I put, um, uh, there was things, I guess. I'm playing Phoenix Wright again. Did anyone hear like that? Yeah, uh, yes, Phoenix Wright! It's just been released on iPad, the Phoenix Wright trilogy. The first, the second, and the third game. It's all in. It's all been redrawn. It's all been remastered for the iOS devices. I was. Um, I absolutely loved the series. I mean, it's some of the funniest dialogue I've ever seen in video gaming, just because of how insane it gets. A good chunk of it is based around ESP and spirit mediums, which is what exactly what I want out of a lawyer game. <laughs> and, oh yeah, you but, know, because you know, when you when you pass the bar, you are really hoping in some kind of psychic to do it for you. Yeah, I mean that is kind of how Phoenix Wright wins a lot of his cases. That's the problem. It's how Jack Thompson got into law. So we have yeah. all seen Boston Legal. It happens all the time. Yeah. Hmm. What was the one William Shatner was in? Because Boston Legal. I oh, okay. Oh, okay. but, he said, I'm Danny Crane. And then Danny Crane. Played. But yeah, it's good to go through all of Phoenix Wright games again before the fifth one, which was recently announced for Europe and America as a retail download. What about the uh, Professor Layton uh, crossover? If they don't release that over there, I'm going to Japan to shout at people. Huh. I'm just going to loudly shout at people in a language they can't understand. But some of them understand English, so you're going to have to invent your own. Hopefully they will translate it for me. Um, but, yeah, if you've never played the Phoenix Wright games before, this is a brilliant place to start. If you've already got all the games on DS, I wouldn't recommend it because... Well, one, you've already got it, and two, it's not that big an improvement as to uh, justify double dipping. What if you've got them on the GBA? Well, then you're Japanese, and you probably have a load of different options for it. Oh, well, there you go, then. We've covered all our bases. I don't think there's any more platforms it's been on. Um, Atari Jaguar? Probably <laughs> not. If you've got it on WiiWare... How the hell did you figure out what WiiWare was? Oh crap, I forgot there was a WiiWare version. And it didn't even, they didn't even try, it is just the DS version. Oh dear. Yeah. It's the DS version, it even has two screens. <laughs> they didn't uh, rework the UI, they just sort of occasionally, during the dialogue it will be full screen, and then during like the lore sections oh. it will zoom out and then there's two screens. It's the most lazy, lazy port I've ever seen. I mean, I wish I could say it was that WiiWare was the weakest platform Nintendo ever supported, and then you look at something like the Virtual Boy and realise when Nintendo really don't care about a console, they really don't fucking care. 
This is the part where someone mentions the Wii U. They are great at half-assing things. I mean, once people started buying a 3DS, everyone was like, see, I told you it would be a successful. There was an entire year when they did nothing with that thing. Yep. Uh, what was it? Was like uh, brain training and Nintendogs that started it all, like made it big, wasn't it? It was. Here's a 250-pound machine. You can play ports of from other consoles that aren't as good. Here's what you've got to look forward to: Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time again, oh, no, Star Fox 64 again, yes. Metal Gear Solid 3 again. Hope you haven't heard of the HD collections, because they're so much better. Enjoy your... Hey, you can play Splinter Cell again. Also Rayman, eventually. Did that ever come out? I don't think it did, did it? No. No. Uh, And Rayman Legends has come out on the Vita, which I'm so happy about. Uh, Because that means we don't have to play it on a proper console. (laughs) It means Vita gets a game, which is... An, an accomplishment within itself. Hey, I'm going to be fair. As much idea. as I say, as much as people like to take the piss but out of the Vita not having games, I haven't to do not had anything to play in a long time on there, at least. Like, in the no last... No one has anything to play on anything. No, that's true. But in the last three it's... months, I've just been able to find stuff just quite easily, just cheap and good, like guacamole and things like that. Yeah. Was... A lot of indies just... Put stuff on the Vita now. It's great. Yeah, I have to buy one. Okay. It, I mean, it's pretty cool that Sony is thinking we'll get the crowds using indie games. Yeah. And a In lot of practice, them do place. Not a lot yeah. of people really care about indie games, though. Like the general public don't know they exist. Oh yeah. Well, I, I course, feel this is where the... Sony have an advantage because on Nintendo you buy it for Nintendo games. On Microsoft you buy it for the big and big budget things. But on yeah. Sony, they've never traditionally had a mascot. They've always sort of changed through them. So mascots are transient on Sony. So you could be an indie and just end up being the new mascot by accident. That's what happened with Oddworld, you know. They weren't meant to be a mascot, and then they just got popular, and so Sony supported them. Hmm. So I, I reckon Sony's probably the best platform for indies at the moment. And PS yeah. Mobile, giving away the dev kit for PS Mobile for free is a great idea. One of the things that is more of a pipe dream than anything else, and it's just sort of like, it would be really cool if this happened, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony announced that a who's who of indie game developers were all collaborating on one game published by Sony. Oh, that sounds horrible. Oh, that would be such a clusterfuck. Yeah, that sounds simultaneously the best and worst idea. Oh, yeah. all those all those egos coming together. No, it has to be this way. No, that way. Fuck you. And then you stab and him. And then they announce... And then you see Phil Fish coming out on stage and they're like, oh, fuck. And he's covered in blood. <laughs> I had I had to do it. Hopefully they can take what they've learned from the tester and just record the whole process. Like, seven oh, yeah. developers in one room all collaborating on a game. Let's see what happens. It would just be the little and dare. That's all it would be. I just want to see Jonathan Blow like trying to chew off Phil Fish's um, sideburns. <laughs> he doesn't. Does he have many? Oh, I. Oh, I really. Oh, he does. I would have to grow them back. I'm actually thinking he might have got rid of the sideburns. 
Fuck. I hope he still swims with glasses on. Oh, yeah. I hope, it, I hope every morning he does this with someone with a video camera recording him doing it. Just so that every morning he can still pretend he's shooting a video, moving. <laughs> the perfect existence. I hope I hope the job gnomes is still on Phil Fisher's life despite the fact that he was only in that movie for like five fucking seconds. But yeah. Indie games are good. I like them. Indie games are a thing that are really good. Sometimes it's too, more often than not they're just small games. They're just they, they they have funding, so they're just, you know, middle of the shelf more than indie some of the times. Yeah. Yeah, it, they're good on iPads. I mean, you get loads and loads of stuff on iPads. Stuff like Ridiculous Fishing. Um, I'm just looking at what I've got on here right now. Lily's good. Even Angry Birds was technically an indie at some point. Ugh. Yeah. I'm, I've always been more about, well... PC man, and I don't have one of those fancy phone swipey things. So you don't. All my favorite genres are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Space simulation. Space simulation's been dead since Freelancer. What? You know, have you you looked at Kickstarter yet? Yeah, I know, but they're not out. That doesn't count until it's not out. But RTS is dead as well. So okay. RTS uh, yeah, is still around. And kinda, kinda. kinda. My All problem is the space happen. sims are still around, but they're not space sims, they're space combat sims. I want the whole thing. Don't just give me the shooting. That's so you're not... basically Yahtzee at that point. You want your space and you want your jetpacks and you want your... I just want a sequel to Freelancer. And if that's what Star Citizen is... Or whatever that other one, Starlight, Starlight Inception, the one for the Vita. Yes, give me Freelancer on the Vita. That's all I want. Maybe oh. Jedi Knight Two on the Vita. You know, what game will be awesome to do both those things. A fucking good Iron Man game. Ooh. I, I, really have, I really have no idea how good the movie pictures were. The movie games were, even though they were horrible. I hear they were not good. So I think just yeah, like, they've now got this reputation for being the very worst. That video games I talk. Yeah. I mean, like, just like, Avengers happened. There's money there. Disney, Disney owns video game people. Like, why, why can it happen? Why can well, they, they, not... they? They don't really own any video game people anymore, do they? Don't they have shut all the studios down? I mean, they could. They go. They're going into um, collaborations with outside people. I mean. They've shut down LucasArts and all of the Disney-owned video game people, and they've yeah. said, right, EA's now in charge of Star Wars and video games. Yeah, yeah Disney, Disney Interactive's been dead for quite a while. The first Since thing is... Mickey 2. I don't mind that the first thing that they did with such a collaboration was make it easier for Knights of the Old Republic to be put on an iPad. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, not on Android, so I'm not happy. It will be eventually. Oh, uh, probably. But then they said that about Crazy Taxi. And yeah, I know it's a different company, but Crazy Taxi really should be on Android. Already. EA do, EA do Android games, though, don't 
Uh, yeah, but they're all they do all really utter shine. It's all fr- uh, freemium stuff, like really bad freemium, right? Yeah, uh, it's all the sim ride. social and paying sixty quid for a roller coaster ride. Every and, time, uh, every time someone says, "Hey, can you help me out on the Simpsons tap out?" I keep saying, "It's uh-huh. shit. There's nothing to do on this fucking game except yeah. pay them." Yeah, there's 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 too many posts about that in the comedy button group. I just took yeah. them all out. You know the, yeah, this, I mean, the um, My Little Pony game. Apparently, to generate all of the money that you'd need to buy everything in the game, it will cost take like two thousand years or something like that. <laughs> just talking in real life, if you don't pay for things. Oh yeah, I mean, my god. Yeah. It's it's that sort of. I I mean there are. Uh, of all of the, those sort of games, those city-building games, there are only really one or two that I kind of like. One of them I really like is called Happy Street, which has a brilliant sense of humour and a really, really charming art style that's reminiscent of Animal Crossing. Um, but most of these sort of games are just absolutely disgusting. Uh, that uh, fa- that SimCity Facebook game wasn't actually bad. It was pretty okay. Yeah, but I, I can't touch any of these I haven't touched any Facebook games at all for fear of it being terrible. I've avoided um, every single one except for I don't think you can you count Tetris friends? Can you count that? Because it's basically just Tetris in Flash. Triple Town is very good actually. It's just simple puzzle games. Those are the the good ones. Yeah, I love Triple Town. Triple Town uh, and like um, public public domain. Games like Mahjong and you know poker stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's always it's fun finding a a really good version of Solitaire and these sort of things. But otherwise, it's just so much complaining and begging. I don't like. Good version of Solitaire is the only good thing on the uh, Windows Store, isn't it? <laughs> that and Robotech. Oh, man, Windows Robotech. Eight. Do you like Solitaire? Good. <laughs> That's all you get in. Do you like solitaire and HTML ports of games you already own on every other device? Good. Here they are. Do you like shitty interfaces? Windows 8. I'm not going to get that one. I'm, I I dislike having to upgrade to 7 now. After I, I had um, XP for like 10 years. Oh my god, me too. I have no I... idea why. But it just seven switched to 7. 7 to 7 to for me. I mean, my brother had to upgrade this PC that I'm on right now, and we spent a good chunk of time just looking for something that's not Windows 8. (laughs) Uh, Windows 8 isn't that bad. It's it's not awful, and you can get around everything. It's just not great. I heard it boots up faster. Oh, it's really quick. Um, It... It practically doesn't take any time at all from the BIOS on my laptop because it's off an SSD with an i7 and stuff. So it boots in like probably less than a second from the BIOS. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it... On the desktop, yeah. it takes 30 seconds, but you can get through porn so quickly. It's great. You just have to deal with an interface that's designed for tablets and for no yeah. reason whatsoever. Or you can just completely ignore the interface designed for tablets and just use the Explorer like everyone normally does. Yeah. I just, ah, fuck. 
Getting <laughs> new Windows is always a pain in the ass. It takes like half a year to get used to it. Mm. And then you're just numb. Actually, I'll be you... fair, Windows 7 I got used to immediately. Yeah, I yeah, think the rule, it's pretty the rule is the rule is you have to I mean like one year like Windows ninety eight. Did people like that one? Yeah, yeah that was one because liked. you get that, then you ignore Windows ME, then you get XP, then you ignore Vista, then you get seven. You yeah. have to ignore. See, this is this is where people fall into a hole. You're forgetting Windows two thousand, and that one was okay. See, it doesn't always yeah. work in that pattern quite as well. It's a shame. But otherwise, yeah, every other release of Windows is terrible. That sort of... Sorry about Hence why Microsoft is bloody cheating by doing 8.1. <laughs> it's completely different. The There's players. a start button again. <laughs> That's what, what, what does the start button do uh, on Windows 1? Uh, it opens 1? up the Metro interface. It's completely useless. I mean, it's it just does. replacing having a hot corner. I don't understand. Who thought having a hot corner was a good idea? What's a hot corner? It's where you go into the corner of the screen and talk to it pops up and you click it. It's where there's a small Filipino boy who sucks you off in the corner. Oh, fantastic. Everyone needs... (coughs) I need that. I think... To what extent is Xbox One going to be Windows 8? It's going to use Windows kernel, and it's, but it's going to run with all sorts of security and stuff, so I can guarantee that regular controls won't work and you'll have to use the Microsoft Ones and all sorts that of issues. Sounds, that sounds adorable. Mm. Do you know what? I could almost stomach all of the random DRM and stuff if they were to just say, all right, it's going to be compatible with everything. Like, you plug in... It's like the PS3. You plug in a joystick, it works. You plug in a Sega controller, it works. You know, you plug in... I don't know, any other controller you can think of and it works. Microsoft? You ain't got no chance. If it's not a USB keyboard and if it's not a Microsoft branded controller it's not going to work. And even if it is a Microsoft branded controller if it's of a certain age they won't let it work anymore. Well, they had a security thing and they had to stop a load of Mad Cats controllers from working. Hmm. Even though they're licensed. I have a Mad Cats controller. Yeah, I use Mad Cats. But it was a couple of fight sticks from the old, like, first year of the launch. Oh, Microsoft. You mm. silly oh. bastard. We'll, sit, we'll, we'll wait for E3. That's what everyone's telling me because I'm not allowed to be angry about these things. Well, I'm just disappointed they, in everyone. Microsoft <laughs> announced that they plan to invest one billion into exclusive yeah. games. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Ten billion into TV. Yay. But, on, one billion. One billion sounds a lot even in video game. Yeah. Mode. That's like two Call of Duties. It sounds a lot, but then you realize they're splitting that between 15 exclusives and their game division. Yeah. It's and not how, much. How much did um, Resident Evil 6, what, like 300, 300 million? I think the big DLC exclusive thing for me this last generation was GTA 4, which yeah. the, the, the the episodes of Liberty City were released at a time when everyone was kind of backlashing against GTA 4 as this best game ever, so they weren't at the best time, and everyone just sort of like, these are going to come out on PS3 and PC anyway. Mm. I don't really feel that was money well spent, but apparently it no. might have. 
appropriately though the amount of money if you split it equally that 15 exclusives will get out of that 1 billion is 666 times 10 to the 5 Ooh. Ooh. so you know then again it's if one a of those, sign if one of those exclusives is Killer Instinct or Banjo Kazooie I might just buy an Xbox One no you shall not buy the Xbox One if well, it's Banjo Kazooie I probably will buy one See, here's what you do, right? You take that money and you buy yourself an Android GamePad-style tablet and then you get an N64 emulator and you play the original two. And then you go, well, that was fun. And then you never think about it again because (laughs) don't play nuts and bolts. Really? But then you've got it. I think that's kind of good. And then then you can play it, like, you know. What else? But then you've also got Goldeneye that everyone loves for some reason. Yeah, that, that's not getting a sequel. What's the Ugh. Xbox One supposed to cost? Like, the Xbox One costs, like, £300 or something. You can just take that money, go to the most expensive strip club possible, and pretend to be a Microsoft executive for a couple minutes, uh, for a little while. And that's your night. I would mm-hmm. have to get so much cocaine. <laughs> you wouldn't get Tell much it. for that. Tell him you were the lead project designer of Media Player. But, uh, what else? If it's Perfect Dark free or something, then I'll say, well, never fucking mind. <laughs> well, oh, it's, 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 it's we gonna bought be... Rare so we could make Perfect Dark too. Do they still own Rare? Is there Rare a thing? Yeah, they make avatars. They, they, they built the Xbox avatar system. They also did the sports games for Connect. Oh, if it's Connect Jesus. Sports Free, that's if if their historic rebirth of a franchise is Connect Sports Free, that would be the biggest trolling I think I've ever seen from Rare. Ever. Oh, Rare! It will be it's... a it will be a spiritual successor to Star Fox Adventures. Oh. If they do announce Dinosaur Planet, I will. That will be one of the other things that would make me buy an Xbox One. Yeah, but they couldn't put Crystal in it, and that way it would kind of defeat the point. No. I, that that game wouldn't have been good regardless of whether they made it Star Fox or not. Because the best yeah. bit of that game was when you're flying the R wing for five minutes. And even then, it was sort of like a shitty version of Star Fox. Oh yeah, it it wasn't. You know, it's, it's no Star Fox Two. Which is, by the way, the best game in the series. My favourite bit was hitting all the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, just whack them. And then they make the sounds that the imps from Doom make. Yeah. Because they're using all the (laughs) stock sound effect libraries. Yeah, Star Fox 2 makes me sad, because that game game should have come out. It was so good. Who's to blame? Well, Miyamoto wanted the N64 to be the pinnacle of 3D, and he didn't want Star Fox 2 being better than Star Fox 64, which it is. So, yeah. You can transform into a walker mech! Ooh. It's great! The graphics, yeah, sure, the graphics look like shaded polygons, because they are, but, you know, it's great. It was on the snooze, and it was excellent. Good. I'm trying to think. I mean, I never really got that far into Star Fox Command because that was boring as hell. For whatever. Uh, Star Fox Two is basically Star Fox Command, but less boring. Oh, good. Oh, I'll have to have a look at that. 
by quite a way. Yeah, if you just get yourself a controller or something, just and play it on an uh-huh. emulator. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got um, the homebrew channel and the Wii. That's what I use for most stuff. I think it will run on there because it's got the Super FX chip and it used a model that was never released. Yeah, Star uh, Fox FX One works on it. Okay, it might work then. I don't know how fast it would be, but it, it would work. It's a pretty, would... it's a really good emulator. So they are. I haven't used them in ages though. I I have my Wii has been relegated to the family console. Oh, my Wii is the home console. last few years. My my Wii is the homebrew slash JRPG console right now. Mm, I'm also in the middle of Xenoblade. I don't like JRPGs that aren't on handhelds, so I can't really. I can see that. That yeah, but yeah. Jesus, I feel so outside. I I I don't like any of these things. <laughs> you can talk about something that I won't like that much. I mean, you just have to talk about. Modern generation consoles. Uh, well, I, I actually um, I have uh, my main one is a 360. Well, I only have a 360 as the modern one. But to begin with, I was PC. I was also a PC gamer from the start, and then 360, and now PC again, because I prefer a mouse and keyboard, and mm. this chair is com- much more comfortable. Oh. Yeah, I hear you on that. I, I sort of went to, I was on PC, then went to console. I mean, like, I, I I had very early on experiences of some of the best PC games of the era. I had Wing Commander, I had Half Life. I was kind of spoiled from there, hence why I think all my sort of, yeah, my preferences are basically Yahtzees at this point because I'm just sick oh, of the. But but tell you what, I I have gotten uh, a DS and a GameCube. Those are my uh, latest Nintendo things. And I fall into what I call the Nintendo trap. Because (laughs) the GameCube, it looked pretty cool. The controller is very nice and, you know, lots of, like, Resident Evil 4 is why I got it. But then I had the GameCube and I realized, I don't like Nintendo games. Why did I get this? And so, you know, and the same with the DS, you know, I got it for um, Advanced Wars and the Castlevania games and nothing else. Yeah, um, pretty games. Sorry, what? I mean, what sorry. kind of sick, demented fuck doesn't like Mario? Yeah, seriously. Are you? I don't, are you? I don't like jumping. I, I don't like platformer games. Are you it's, the opposite of a child molester? I <laughs> hate things. Do you have a kill room? Yes. Oh no! So what? No! 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 Yes. Well, that but, still doesn't explain why you don't like Mario. I, I will. I will tell you the best thing I have for my GameCube. It's um, it's called a a game loader. It's a thing you put at the bottom of it so you can play GBA games and uh, normal Game Boy games on the TV. Oh yeah, Game Boy Player. Best. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah, There's a version for the N64, yeah. but it only plays Pokemon. Yeah. Oh. I think um, yeah. Perfect Dark had a version as well where you could play the Game Boy Color version of Perfect Dark. but There was a Game Boy Color version of Perfect Dark? Yeah. yeah was. was it was it a side-scroller, or was it like Wolfenstein? I think it was a top-down thing. I don't know. Oh, I never course. played it. It looks terrible. Yeah, well, Perfect Dark's bad enough. 
I'm, I think I'm, I'm in the minority of not liking most of Rare's games. <laughs> I like Don- Donkey Kong Country. What about Conker's Bad Fur Day? That was brilliant. Yeah, uh, it's okay. Early days of 3D, horrible, horrible. Yeah, I can't look at an N64 game. But the gameplay was fun, the comedy was brilliant. I think that's the difference, because my first console was a Nintendo 64, and my first game was Super Mario 64. And then my second game was Banjo-Kazooie, and I had to buy every other Rare game afterwards. And then you bought Kinect Sports. No, I never bought an Xbox. I I, I got out when I was young. Mm. I got out at the perfect time, to be honest. I do feel sorry for Rare, because they were a good developer. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the early N64 stuff, but they were a good developer, and then they just kind of got... Yeah, I mean, it's not... And then they just never made a killer instinct. Nope. Why would you not run that series? Like, I mean, I did. I think. I mean, I've only just recently been able to play, play Viva Pinata, and that's pretty good as well. Yeah, that's it's not, all right. It's not a great PC port that I have, but it's still a really good game. Didn't know that ported to the PC. Hmm? Time to go why on are ta- Why are we talking about? Video games. What the fuck kind of podcast is this? Okay, who has the like fan fiction? Who wrote it this week? I wrote it. No, we're not. I wrote it the other time I was here. Okay, who wants to? Who has an idea for Jonathan Holmes or uh, Willem Dafoe movie pitch or anything that we we should probably? I have a Danny Dyer film pitch. I don't know who that guy is. I Neither do that... I, but I'll Google image him right uh, now. Danny Dyer is. A very scary man. No, he isn't. He's a he's the least very scary, scary man, man I could possibly think of. He's I don't know. I still wouldn't want to come across him in an alleyway with a baseball bat. I Imagine would... the kid in class that ate glue. He's now a film star and director DVD movies. Yeah, um, but it's the DVD ones that are the most deadly. Okay, as I googled Danny Dyer, I accidentally got to Danny Brown. And he looks much scarier. Well, Google Danny Brown. Is he a porn star? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, oh my God, he looks he looks much worse than Danny Dyer. It looks like Dwayne Dibley in the nineties. <laughs> it looks Dwayne Dibley trying racist. To it looks like a black Skrillex. Yeah. Who Jeez. else got Dwayne? Dibley, Joe. Yep. Okay, yeah. what's your pitch? Dwayne Dibley. Who the fuck is Danny Brown? He's... <laughs> Danny Dyer is uh, an actor who has been in a lot of British films. He's a lot like Jason Statham, but a lot less memorable. I- imagine he... Jason Statham, but this, hey, we, we, instead we, we, of... Failure. It's the exact opposite, where you know you could beat him up. <laughs> you realize that the point of Willem Dafoe movie pitch is that he actually did acting at some point that people know. Partially. He was in... Danny Dyer has done acting. Not really, but he's what done acting. He was, he was in... in he, he was in a Grand Theft Auto Vice City. He was, actually. Kent. He was Kent Paul in it. 
Yep. He was also in Mongrels, and he got eaten by Vince. He also did a documentary on UFOs and how he totally believes in them. Sorry, da- what? I believe in UFOs, Danny Dyer. A documentary which sees Dyer journey to various UFO hotspots. That's my film pitch. Danny Dyer gets kidnapped by aliens and probed. <laughs> That's awesome. You know. well, it's much more entertaining if he's looking for aliens but doesn't find any, but insists that there are. He spends there. the entire film looking for aliens, and everyone tells him what an idiot he is. And then right at the end, he gets kidnapped by aliens, and in the middle of the probing, it cuts the credits. Wow. And then when he gets kidnapped, he's in a white room in a straitjacket going, Aliens! <laughs> Aliens! It's a spiritual sequel to Turtles. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Turtles! <laughs> so yeah, my film pitch is basically... It's not... I'm not going to say it's a sequel, because it, it happens... Round about the same time as the pianist. <laughs> okay. Wait, use it what? Okay. Right, I'd on. like to say I'd like to say I had this idea yesterday before all the Hitler talk. I don't know why. I suddenly thought, wouldn't it be good if Danny Dyer was the pianist? And I thought, well, we can't do that. The film's already been done, so we'll do a a direct DVD side call. And it'll say that on the front. It'll call it a sidequel. In fact, it'll be called The Pianist 2, The Sidequel. Um, and it will start Danny Dyer as just a guy. He's not, he's just playing himself, really. Because that's all he can do. You know, his acting talents are very limited. Can't really call them talents. But they're there. So basically, Danny Dyer is in Poland during World War II. And he's walking around going, it's fucking shit, isn't it? Just sure. walking around like just, just complaining about the state of the place. Like, look at this, it's, it's filthy. What are you what are you doing there? <laughs> God, people have left this in a right state. And he grabs a broom and he starts cleaning it up. <laughs> <laughs> so he spends the entire film cleaning up the ghettos, and then he finishes and goes, "That's fucking better." And then he walks out. And that's I, was, all. I was kind of thinking the moment you said it was the penis, I was kind of hoping that at some point. Danny Dyer would be saying to himself, I really hope no one thinks I can play piano. Well, no, the fact that he plays piano is never brought up. He can't play piano. Uh, there was there one shot where he has sort of a lingering look at a Yamaha SHS-200 uh, keytar <laughs> and just sort of thinks, hmm, I wonder, and then just wanders off again. Just never gets brought That's the clue. That's the clue yeah. that he isn't really a pianist. Can I put in a note for this? Yamaha Kita from the 80s and just thinks, oh, I wish I could play that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I need to put in a note on this. Can he be wearing a Nazi uniform? What? Well, (laughs) I think think he wanders in and he's wearing regular North London clothes. But after a while, he sees some discarded Nazi uniforms. Because why not? And they're there and he thinks... You know, it's, it's, yes, it you know, it happens. And it's a bit cold in He just puts them on. He's like, ah, oh, it's, it's just bare clothes. I've got proper prim and trim right now, I do. <laughs> wow. Yeah, is there so anyone else in the film? film like, is there someone who walks sweepings. by who sort of thinks, wait, was he wearing? No. Nah. I like, like it. Just notices him wearing a Nazi uniform. 
sweeping. no one knows. He took the armband off because he's like, my political associations don't lie there, mate. <laughs> are, are there any other actors in the movie? Well, there's some extras. And yeah, they'll be given supplementary performance fees because we will ask them to cry. But they'll probably do that anyway, so you know. Right, right. Cameo appearance by Just Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. Danny DeVito, because he's taking off his no. Nazi yeah, yeah. uniform. He's, he's taking off his Nazi uniform and goes in the pool. And, like there, There's a pool party for <laughs> Nazis. And he's like, oh, a joy kid. That I can't do him, his voice. I don't know. He said, I want to go in that pool. So to be explain why Danny Dyer just takes the clothes because he wasn't invited to the pool party. Ah, that would be the emotional crunch of the film, where he's like, not only is Poland filthy, but he just noticed there's a pool party going on, and no one invited him. And then you really have an emotional scene where he's like, I can't believe I weren't invited to that pool party. And he tries several ways of getting in. You know, he tries to be in the cleaner, but they tell him that he's not allowed in. You know, he wonders why he did you know, take clothes out of one of the abandoned houses. Yeah. At some point, he has to have a outfit. I'm just now imagining him pretending to be a ghost. He probably tries that. Spook his way. Sure. He, he somehow manages to rig up a pulley system on the ceiling <laughs> in the party he's trying to get to, to swing in as a ghost. The Nazis nice. don't believe him. See... Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark hasn't happened yet. They don't know Ghosts are real. <laughs> so this is officially in canon with Indiana Jones. Yes. So Danny really? DeVito then talks about how he's going to go off and see this Ark thing later on. Oh yeah, well he mentions it. He's like, what about that Lost Ark? And then he never brings it up again. It just sort of appears and disappears. <laughs> Then he's like, oh, what about that? I I'll fight. can't think about that now. Danny dies dressed up as the fucking cleaning lady again. Exactly. The audience will be too fixated on, what's Danny Dyer doing to get into that party? Isn't he a lovable scamp? <laughs> I'd also like to think that this is in canon with... The PMs. Anchorman. <laughs> Anchorman. This, should, no, no, this has to be in canon with World War Fun. Somehow. Maybe there could be a bit yeah. where Danny Dyer tries to impress whoever's stopping him from getting into the party by just saying a quote from Anchorman, and the guy says, yeah, we've all seen it, mate. Go away. Yeah, basically, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little, little bit of fourth wall humour, because we know, we know how people like that these days. Yeah. yeah. Just, being aware... but the thing is, he, he has to announce that he's broken the fourth wall. He goes, I've broken the fourth wall, I have. Yeah, you're still not getting into the pool party. <laughs> Yeah, you know, maybe that's how he finally does it. He smashes the fourth wall of the building, and then, but then Deadpool's say, already Deadpool's already there, and he's trying to sneak into the party himself. So that doesn't really work out. Now, well, that's I think really, really wild Mon party. They don't mind that they're smashing down walls. Everyone's smashing down walls. It's a party. Come on. Until someone breaks something. The way I think it could work is that um, once he smashes the wall, the pool party's ended, and he, and then Danny dies like. Oh, fuck, I missed the pool party. Then he goes back to sweeping. But now there's loads of rubble everywhere. We have to sleep all this up. Come on. <laughs> and he recruits a ragtag band of Nazis to help him clean up. A ragtag oh, band of Nazis. <laughs> That's an episode title right there. 
Yes, I will write that down. See, now I have thought of my own movie pitch just because of this. <laughs> and in in the spirit of you know the the episode, it's Dolph Lundgren, and he plays Anne Frank. No one cares about you, Sweden. No, you do when he's playing Anne Frank. And so, so it's Dolph Lundgren wearing you know a small tiny dress. Really he's wearing the actual, the actual proper Anne Frank size dress. Yeah, precisely. So it stretches over his muscles, and it's just sitting there, curled up, just giant man in a little uh, attic, just writing in his book, fucking Nazis. <laughs> and one day, when the Nazi patrols, you know, they knock at the door, and he knows, oh, I can't take it anymore. So he grabs his uh, book and uh, just starts smashing their heads in, saying, I am Anne Frank, I am a Dutch, was it? I am a Dutch national yeah. symbol of getting over shit, and just starts killing everyone in the entire world. And then he has killed everyone on the entire planet, and he says, can't we all get along? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the credits roll. Yeah. It's just two hours of him, slow motion, killing every ethnicity he can find. Oh, take that German man, take that Polish man, and French, and everything. Wow. The soundtrack is uh, Justin Bieber songs, because Anne Frank would have been a believer. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Except, of course, for the end credits theme, which is Year 3000 by Busted. Because if she likes Justin Bieber, she probably likes Busted. I don't yeah, probably. know what that is. Yeah, I know. That's why I made the reference. Yeah, I love I'm so this. old. <laughs> I love how all this naughty... I love how all this naughty dog is comparatively not that bad. I think instead of Danny Dyer movie pictures, we should just do World War Two movie pictures. Oh, my God. A look at the lighter side of a national atrocity. So we're basically Mine... just continually doing a sequel, a sequel to World War Fund. Yeah, yeah, well, until th- then we go into, like, Vietnam and Korea, and, you know, we can branch out. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, can, we can branch out to different wars, and eventually yeah. we'll do the Call of Duty and make up our own with Russians. Oh, my in. God. Yeah, oh, yeah. There has been a lot it, of it, genocide it, we can have fun with. And so that we don't offend anyone important, we can just say the Russians are the enemies, because they're easy enough. Oh, yeah, I already hate the Russians, so it's a, so it's a good combination. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Russians. Yeah, because whenever I play, like, shooters, Steam just assumes that I'm in East Europe, and they just pair me up with Russians. Really? And they just, and they just yell Kurva at me. So that's cool. Yes, but Russians are so manly. Oh, they're little communist bastards. I saw a come tribute to Anne Frank today. No, what? no, you didn't. Oh, oh, wrong. Oh, you have the link. The you chat. have the link. Oh, no, please don't. No, no, no. Oh, why did I? Oh, she's what dead. Was I expecting. <laughs> what she did died they in World War Two. Oh, oh, oh for, I'm going to kill the person who made this. That's what he was about. Oh, I'm not looking at this. Don't look, for fuck's sake, just don't look. So, it is an actual cum tribute. 
Yeah. yeah. It's very underwhelming, to be honest. It's a very... Save up for a few days if you're going to do a contribute. <sighs> I mean, I didn't Well, there's helpful well. tips for everyone at home. Hey, everybody. So, yeah. To Jim at destructjoy.com. He would love any of them. Doesn't matter the picture. Are there any Just... official pictures of uh, Jim? So, you know, you know what to use. Does he have press photos? Well, there's his Twitter one, and there's there's a few on the wiki. You can probably find some. Ah, he should do a photo shoot when, you know, he's dressed up like a cherub or panther man. I don't know. There's this one picture of Conrad where he's uh, sort of, he has his hands on his face, but he's sort of stretching his face out. And that's probably the perfect one. It was actually so put fucking that hard to find find a good picture of Conrad when I did the sex dolls. He he's a gloomy son of a bitch. Yeah, he's a serious man. But that that one picture of Conrad, I put it on like someone on 4chan uh, B uh, made a thread where he's like, uh, anyone who rolls a 64, I will come on the photo that he posts. Uh-huh. So I posted Conrad's photo, yeah. and I just then I just rolled and rolled and re-rolled until I rolled a sixty-four. <laughs> Can you link that? Did it happen? Yeah, it did. I have it. Oh, oh. Uh, right here, looking at oh, it right what's now. What's wrong with Four Chan? What isn't wrong with Four Chan? Yeah. Does, Con- does Conrad know? Uh, I, I posted it on the it. Facebook. I posted it on the Facebook group, but I took it down because I felt bad. <laughs> he probably he probably knows. He he, he at... just rolled his eyes. Oh, oh. Would you, you mind if I try and t- and um, steer the conversation away from contributes and talk about video games? Yes, oh, Mirror's Edge no. Two domain just got registered by EA. Who? Sorry, Sorry. Uh, I'm not bothered about that. <laughs> I want. It's just going to be another tower defense game, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a good one. Um, what, what, what did you say EA did? I'm not sure I'm going to look at that. Yeah, we're not. We don't trust you, Vid. We don't trust I'm you. Click it. Oh, click. Is there blood in that? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, it's not blood. There's no blood in his semen. Uh, okay. But... Okay, now I know I'm not looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he says he says he got really scared of all the days that his cum would be displayed. Like that's the day when he discovers there's blood in his semen. Uh, there isn't. <laughs> it's just a freshly printed photo, and oh, like my. some of the ink got mixed in, so it's not blood. It's just skin color, but. Enhanced. Oh, that's good. It's not blood. There's no blood in the scene in the picture. That's <laughs> There's wonderful. no blood on I'm Conrad's so happy. face. There's no, no blood. Conrad will be so pleased. You know, we, we want to make sure the guy's healthy. Yeah. Anonymous member of 4chan. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you post... Why would you ask a question like that on 4chan? What? So, is he trying to figure out he's healthy? It's just fun. Something to do if you're bored. Yeah, we we all do it. Depends how bored you are to do something like that. Yeah, mm. that or you murder children. 
there's this one other guy on 4chan who stores his cum in bottles. Oh, no. Why would that, you do that? that? He's, been, he's been stashing it since 2007. That, that's like oh, a... That's, uh, isn't that like a mental disorder, like a clinical one to do that? Mm. I'm gonna up, uh, a mental need to store semen. I believe it is. It probably has a... We should do uh, it uh, so we can send it to Jonathan. Just well? here's some creamy chicken soup. <laughs> I hear you got a cold. So yeah, we were going to talk about video games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's that an way. article on home freezing. Anyway, we need we need to get off the subject to video games. Someone talk about. Let them. me talk. Let's talk about the subject of the Jimquisition. Yeah, he talks about that? how focus group testing does not work in a way that yeah. publishers want them to. Yeah, I hate focus grouping. Yeah. It, it it ruins everything interesting from a game or a movie or basically everything they focus group will become bland. It's it's how you get uh, you know Star Trek movies or it's how S- you get S- well, Warfare. I mean, I'm looking oh, at. I haven't seen this episode yet. I mean, I'm looking at the posters for World War Z, which looks like the most focus group tested film ever made. It looks like yeah, it's got it just, everything that is safe that. It's the blandest thing in the world, by the looks of it. They just took the World War Z name, really. It's not a World War Z movie. It's just a zombie movie, but called it World War Z. I mean, it just looks like... World War Z was so good, I listened to the audiobook. It was was good. good. The zombie survival guide as well. It was even better by the same guy. But the movie, it seems to be 90% of a girl shouting, Daddy! That's basically the movie. Yeah, the problem with um, most focus group tested things is, I agree with Jim Sterling on this, people don't usually want what they say they want. Instead, sometimes what they least suspect they want is what will attract their attention more. Most successes these days come from a personal vision and admitting the good foresight into what audiences didn't realise that they needed in their lives. I mean, yeah. based on focus testing, I mean, the people predicting what audiences would find acceptable, Borderlands was supposed to be a flop. And Minecraft would never have been even thought up. Stuff I think like Minecraft that is different because it had an indie um, sensibility, indie games. Are you, yeah. Indie, Game audiences are usually more accepting of new ideas, but with something like Borderlands, a big, you could say it's a AAA project back in the day, where people were attracted to this new looking thing that no one was expecting. It had a new gameplay style, it was a, like a shooter with RPG elements more so than most other games. It had a very interesting art style, and they went in and with Borderlands 2, you're like, okay, so we'll take what people liked and just expand on that, and you've got yourself a franchise. Yeah, and the second Folks. one isn't as... I don't know, and I, and I don't like the second one as much either, oddly enough. It, mm-hmm. feel, it feels lazy as, uh, a lot of the time. 
Mm. But either way, I mean, it's, uh, it's still just early days for what I assume is the Borderlands franchise. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everyone's looking at EA when it comes to this sort of thing, because they abused the system more than anyone else. They took a risk on games like Mirror's Edge and Dead Space, and they went back on the promise. They... Oh. They turned Dead Space Mirror's- from... Yeah. Mirror's Edge 2 should totally happen. Isn't it? It is happening. Isn't it? Uh-huh. Well, it's it's it? the domain. What? Yeah, but well, it could be a prank. It could if be. It a... No, happen, they registered the domain. It cropped up on their support site. Has it? On a help page, it was just called Mirror's Edge Two Support Forum, and then it vanished. And it was also listed on Amazon. It could be an uh, elaborate hoax, but uh, you never know. If it does, I hope not. I wouldn't be surprised if it was announced, but then again, I wouldn't be upset if it wasn't. I, that that was a game I was. Well, it, it didn't really impact, make an impact on me, to be honest. Outside, well, yeah, of but first person neither did Assassin's Creed One for most people. So you know, a lot of but games just big, need a second installment to get good. I think the problem was with Assassin's yeah. Creed, you could see where they could improve with um, Mirror's Edge. A big problem for me was first-person platforming. I well, don't I mean, think I'd Half-Life yeah. One was mostly first-person platforming. Oh God! Mm. Oh, it was. And horrible. I like first-person platforming. I but, love that. But it stuff. wasn't a platformer first. It was a first-person shooter first. With me, I can understand people is... who say it doesn't work, but I personally like first-person platforming when it's done right. Do you come forever? Is not doing it right. But when your physics yeah, feel fine and really the collision not. detection works, it didn't always work in Mirror's Edge, but that's beside the point. When it all works, there's nothing wrong with it. If Mirror's Edge 2 could teach me how they can improve on the platforming side of it, I reckon I yeah. might be able to be won over, but I just can't really see how I'd be interested in it at the moment. Maybe a problem with first-person platforming is that you don't know how far away from an edge you are, like because you yeah. can't see your yeah. feet. So if what like if there's just a bar in the upper right corner telling you like how far away from an edge you are, so you know exactly when to press it? So it's like a quick time event, but not, you know, like I mean, something like that. They can improve first-person platforming. I mean, they one of the things I did it. like about the game was the way it used color to help you tell where you're going. I mean, everything is white except for all the railings and all the buildings that all point in the direction that you're supposed to be going. If they can yeah. use that sort of innovation to figure out where you're jumping from, I, I, I would like it. Yeah, but then the third one's going to be a cover-based shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, microtransactions. Yeah, I mean, you can buy new shoes, things, to run better. Makes you run faster. <laughs> buy yoga pants that make her butt bigger. <laughs> you, I mean, I'm now imagining an upgrade section where you just go into a sweatshop and design new shoes. <laughs> oh. I'm but, quite glad Jim chose this subject of focus testing this week because I'm... It's uh, uh, something I wanted to talk about. And it's something that people got annoyed at me for when I spoke about Google Plus and things. I okay. don't think Portal 2 is a very good game. <gasps> oh, yeah. You think it was I think, uh, I think it's focus fit. testing. It's very, it's very now, easy. Now, I'm going to say... I listen. It, it, 
because it's I listened just... to all the developer commentaries for Portal 2 and oh I'm sorry what yeah well uh, you, I, I know where you're going the dev commentaries all said we play tested this to a fault yeah this the game had so many original ideas so many cool ideas which they announced beforehand and then they took out because playtesters didn't like them but the thing is, they were using playtesters who never played games before. That's basically just a focus group at that point. Like how uh, Insomniac used 12-year-olds to market Fuse 2. Portal 2 should yeah. have been harder than Portal 1. Whereas I can finish Portal 2, if you cut out the cutscene bits, in less time than it takes to do Portal 1. Yeah. Yeah, with that game, I feel like all of the more intricate and interesting puzzle stages were all in co-op. Yeah, yeah the co-ops oh, you're are right. fucking hard. But you can't play them more than once, because if you play them with someone else, and you've already done them, you'll be annoyed because they're going too slow, and they'll be annoyed because you're not letting them solve it. I reckon it helps if you just take it back. If you play through the co-op with someone, then wait two years so that you can forget them all over again. That usually helps. No. What I, what I did was I found someone uh, on a forum who would play co-op with me, and then we just played a shit ton of uh, user-created levels. Yeah. And they're really good. Yeah. They're really user challenging. User-created levels are good, but user-created levels are not an excuse for the game itself being... But they're they're really yeah. easy to get a hold of, you know? Cause I know, I like them. We have a Bowser remake of fucking game <laughs> is the problem. Yeah, I know. My problem is that the user-created levels aren't the game. They're an extra thing that is really nice Valve threw in, although to be fair, if they didn't, the Source SDK is already out there, so people would have got it working. But I know, I know. I know it's like, uh, say, it's like, I know it's like saying that a game's fault isn't its fault because you can mod it out or something. Yeah, it's like saying it, Aliens it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be an excuse, but in my mind, it kind of is. Mm. You know? Like, I, I just, really I shouldn't apologize. Stuff. You know, I, I don't think... I don't miss the energy balls. They're kind of... Okay, fair enough. I can understand cutting that puzzle element out. But I miss actually having puzzles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of it puzzles. was just getting from point A to point B via portals. Yeah, whereas, like, Portal 1... And they mentioned this before, and they mentioned this in every Valve game. Their philosophy is they introduce you to something in a non-hazardous environment... Then they introduce it to you in a slightly hazardous environment, and then they make you use it in a puzzle. And if you look at the structure of Portal, that's how it works. You start out in a room with a box and a cube, and there's no nothing, no threats. You then have a box and a cube in a room with portals, and you've got to go through, and you could drop the cube. And then you've got one, you know, in a room with an energy ball, and, and you move on, and it builds up. Whereas Portal 2 introduced elements and then never use them again. Like, there's yeah. one bit where you spray white gel through a vent. You spray it into a ventilation system, and it gets sucked through, and it sprays all over this tube, and it never gets yeah. used again. In the single mm. player, the move where you bounce off horror, uh, sort of vertical walls from side to side using the blue gel, you only use that once. I mean, the, it's just... There's no tests. There's no proper puzzles. Except for, yeah. okay, there's probably two two puzzles that are mildly difficult and that's just because they make the test chamber so big you can't see where you're going and I, I don't know I, mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know yeah I see what you mean by the puzzles not being anywhere near as intricately well designed as the first game 
a lot of why why I liked the game Portal 2 was mostly because of the story and the atmosphere, yeah. the graphics. Stephen Merchant's greatest performance yet. Oh, great, yeah. I mean, one. don't get me wrong, I love Portal 2. I think I do think it's good. I just don't think it's gone. It's not the, it's not the puzzle tour de force that you that everyone makes it out to be. No. People who... Like, have you... I know she's taken it down, but while it was up, did you watch iJustine's playthrough of Portal 2? No, I don't watch She couldn't many. figure out you could walk into orange portals. It took her three episodes to figure that out. <laughs> she spent three episodes on the puzzle where you've got to get over the two gaps, and it automatically places the portals. Okay, so I don't think I'll be watching that Let's Play series. You can't get it. It took her like a hundred episodes. She did finally finish it. And that's the thing. If she were playing Portal 1, she wouldn't have finished it. <laughs> no. No. Well, I don't know, maybe eventually, but it would have taken her the same amount of time. And Portal 2, it's a sightseeing tour. And as much as I love seeing the Enrichment Center, I want it to be difficult. And co-op just isn't fulfilling. No, the yeah, co-op is great. It, co-op isn't fulfilling once you've played it once. That's what I mean. You know, like, the co-op was much more puzzles than sightseeing tours. Like, yeah, that, that was basically right. just puzzles. So the co-op just, campaign was great, and it's long enough, you know? Yeah. Plus it gives GLaDOS a different, a different way of talking to everyone. Oh, yeah. Now she has two little robots to demean and constantly be amused with, as opposed to the same person yeah. as before. There's some... Um... You know, you say how the co-op isn't a sightseeing tour, which is very true. Uh, it's actually the exact opposite of the single-player campaign, is that the maps are the least polished maps Valve have ever released. They are held together with duct tape. Are they? Like, um, they, they use a, a model for when... You know how the test chambers, when you see them from the outside, have got the sort of metal arms on the outside of them? And they've got blue lights on. Well, they use a model that is just blue light for the distance. And they use those models for the foreground in the co-op hub and in all areas of co-op. For no reason. I can't figure out why they do it. Apart from the fact that the PS3 would have to render... PS3 and Xbox have to render it twice. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Well, that's a random thing I've found. <laughs> oh, it was fun. Yeah. It's good to talk about. Hmm. But yeah, I just—I mean, like they cut the sticky gel out of Portal Two. I yeah, yeah that's a shame. That he the sticky gel could have been good. Ceilings and stuff, it was great. He took out the vacuum stuff. Like there was this giant tube that would suck anything, like even yeah. even tilings from walls. Yeah, although that Very is possible. still in the game. It's just not used. If that counts, it's, it's still in the script. engine. Yeah, yeah. Script some user-created levels used it. Yeah, I'm using it in my Portal 1 mod, but I've got a really workaround way of doing that. You have to use, like, portal detectors and stuff and get it to spawn a pull element because it doesn't go through portals. It's really weird. But yeah, that's my little thing about Portal 2 over. It's my little gripe. <laughs> Never mind, my wallpaper is Portal 2 themed. My <laughs> login screen is, is the Aperture Science Terminal... You know, fans can be the harshest critics, I think, is, is what yeah. I'd say. Yeah, so, some of them can. 
Hmm. It's not like anyone actually prefers Portal 2 over Portal 1. A lot of people do. Makes me very sad. Uh, I mean, no. No, no, no. (laughs) Portal 2 was great. It was great. Compared to Portal 1. It was a great, in a very different way. Yeah. Portal 2 feels great in the way that Left 4 Dead's great. And it's high production values, but it's really well made and it's well designed. And but yeah, I don't know. Portal One was sort of, I mean, it was all of the textures apart from I think two, and the models were all from Half Life Two, and it was built on a shoestring budget, so it, it had to sort of work with design. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they supposed... basically they basically scrapped the game halfway through. Portal to that. It was originally using something called F-Stop, which yeah. was a new mechanic they came up with. Focus groups didn't like it. We're back on subject. Focus groups. Well, no, focus groups liked it, but they didn't like the fact that, wait, we're playing a portal game that doesn't have portals in. What is this? <laughs> but if I can change the subject now, I'm just looking at the... Um article again about how The Last of Us is supposed to be the Citizen Kane of gaming. Ha! <laughs> again. Now we get all of this again. It's wonderful. Who 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 said it? Who is the quote? It was like, is it a, a quote? It's a leaked, What game? The Last of Us. Naughty Dog's oh, new game. Of course. Of course. Um, it was a leaked review from, you're going to love this, Empire Magazine, a movie magazine. Oh. They say it oh. is the Citizen Kane of video gaming, so we get we get to have fun with it again. We get to say stuff like, oh, Naughty Dog is the Citizen Kane of stuff. Adam Owen is the Citizen Kane of Disappointing Nights Out. That sort of thing. <laughs> Peter Molyneux is the Citizen Kane of Innovation. <laughs> oh, that's cruel. Oh no! Um, I, Citizen I... Kane is the Donkey Kong 64 of Nintendo 64 games. <laughs> Am I the only one that doesn't like the Naughty Dog games at all? Like no, Uncharted. Not the only I've only played Uncharted and I didn't like it. It was just felt so they, generic. They feel so um, feel so stale. It moves so sluggishly, uh, like in the in the cutscenes with. You know, there are many of. It feels so... Kind of... I don't know, it's... Playing so Uncharted Gold... From, from playing Uncharted Gold in Abyss, I'm surprised Naughty Dog haven't been approached to do a Spider-Man game yet. Because that should be perfect. I, re- I reckon Nathan, K- Nathan, Nathan Drake is... Nathan Cage. <laughs> No, it's I I don't see the big um, hype people have for The Last of Us, other than a sort of insecure. This game looks uh, mature, so we all have to like it. Much it like has mature. a female character. It's, and it's, it's a little girl. We can look at it and say, well, it's not David Cage. There's a chance this is actually going to be fun to play, as well as watch. That's yeah, why we but, love it. Uh, it's uh, whenever there's a narrative heavy game like a David Cage game, a GTA game um, Bioshock Infinitive 
if infinite, I mean, the only thing you ever hear about is the the story. You only only hear about oh, it's the great story. It's a the best story ever in a game. But you never hear about the gameplay, and that's usually because the gameplay is horrible. Though I I hear it's horrible, quite fun. I'd say it's forgettable. Bioshock's structure is just a regular shooter. It's Why the did world they only that. have two weapon slots? I still don't get it. That doesn't make any sense in the context of Bioshock Infinite. It doesn't make any sense. All the- I, I just I just want to play a game. If I want a story, I will go for a book or a movie. I just want to play a game where I can put my own story into it. I want to be like another person in Mass Effect. I will be a serial. Uh, I mean, a space traveling uh, sex offender and whatever else. That's not guess, the story. I guess it just depends on personal preference. That sort of thing. Okay. Some people really get off on the whole insert yourself into the game thing. Yeah, it's... Ah, it's... Uh, what's it called? It, it's, not, it's not for me. Simply said, it's... I get horribly yeah. bored with games like that. So how'd you but, like Portal 2? <laughs> me? Portal 2 is... has good one-liners. That's all like, I This is the part where I kill you. Um, and space, I'm in space, oh, whatever he says. Yeah. You know, I just love it from Stephen Merchant all the way through. Stephen Merchant's great. Stephen, he, uh, Shell should be voiced by Stephen Merchant. I'm sorry what we just... brought it back to Portal 2, but you know how it was originally going to end? No? How? Uh, uh, when uh, they uh, when you in the last b- boss battle, when uh, there's something you have to activate that kills the final boss. Yeah. That that kills the final boss. Uh, that thing would have originally been activated by Chell saying um, yes. Hmm. So that would it would have just it would have faded to black, and then you would hear someone say yes. But focus groups didn't like it, and that would have probably been a shit ending. I I kind of like the idea, though, because, I mean, she's been a mute protagonist, and that comes from the original the original plotline of the game where GLaDOS was doing tests with the gel, because she mentions several times how Chell is mute. You can find these audio files in the game. Um, they're still there, and, like, GLaDOS talking about the gels and... How, you know, you know how you say you hear your name before you die? Well, I'm going to kill you, Chell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you ever think that at some point someone will say your name for the very, very last time? Goodbye, yeah, that was it. Chell. It's just, oh, I just wish they'd left some of those lines of the game. And then there's the one about Garfield. What? I don't think that's right. <laughs> there's a Which line about it? Garfield. I mean... Oh, apparently oh, yeah. it isn't the cat's lasagna, and the lasagna's owner is furious. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds delightfully random. There was this one unused quote. You know, trying to kill you and eating tofu aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> what? 
it was unused. I, I guess there was a part about Gladys eating tofu. I don't know. How does she eat? Probably something they got her to say just to warm up and then decided to run it through Melodyne. Still? No one likes well, tofu. I... Or shell. Oh, I successfully oh. derailed the Naughty Dog discussion. Jeez, what's what we on about? Them being... Hey, Naughty Dog! Jack and Daxter's coming out this month on the Vita if they give a release date. Woo! Jack and Daxter 2 is actually one of my favourite games ever. Ah, oh, it's great, isn't it? I mean, actually, what really a way to do a sequel. What a way. Yeah, I mean, completely change. The first game was alright. I mean... It didn't really have... I mean, I loved the Crash Bandicoot games, and Jack and Daxter just seemed like a less... It seemed like it just had less personality to it. It tried to go for a cartoony style that it didn't want to follow through on. But Jack 2 totally owned its whole world and reinvented Jack, especially, into something that I could tolerate. Yep. The best part of it is that it reinvented him without actually having to reinvent him. Yeah, because he was a... It did it in the plot line. It was really clever. There was so little to him that he was just a bland art protagonist. They could afford to give him a voice. They could afford to give him a backstory. They could just create an entirely new character around him and it could work. Yeah. And then in the next game, they went Mad Max and it was brilliant. Yeah, and then they did combat racing, and that was shit. Yeah, and then it corrupted memory cards. That's all I can remember about it. And then it gave birth to the rumor that Uncharted is definitely going to have a racing game at some point, despite it not making any sense. They didn't try to see an Uncharted racing game. A kart racer. Well, technically, you have Uncharted characters in Mod Nation Racers, so does that count? I want them on Dune Buggies. Ah, oh, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> on planes. Racing planes. Oh, that'd be good as well. Man. White Wolf water rafting. Speaking of kart racers, one thing I'm, I'm hoping is announced at E3 is... A Mario Kart Sonic crossover. Yes, aren't, didn't they make a Mario a Sonic kart racing game? No. No, they've only done the Olympic games so far. No, no, apparently, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Apparently, no. um, Sumo Digital, the people who made Outrun 2 and the Sonic All-Stars racing series, is currently developing Mario Kart meets Sonic. Oh, which okay. I am... Which I am all for. That sounds brilliant. Uh. Oh, new ideas, new ideas. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not exactly the most groundbreaking idea of all time, obviously, but still, I trust Sumo Digital have made some of the best racing games at the moment. The Sonic kart racing games are fantastic. Everyone needs to play them. Give it to Criterion. Can you imagine I, I, Criterion I, making that would be Mario Kart games? Fantastic! I know it would just be like a free roaming game in Mario Kart's with like 
crashes that end up just causing like stab wounds and to be honest though now i'm just imagining what if they made blur but someone actually bought it (laughs) that could be good yeah but yeah sorry to divert everyone's attention but i really like america well someone has to Someone does have to. Mm. Or Mario cries. Nobody likes my karting games. Actually, wait. They do sell loads of them at the moment. I think they're going to announce. It's one of those things that they kind of have to announce with every console now. Yeah, that's the weird thing with Nintendo for me. They have, they have their standard library of games for every, you know, console. Yeah. The new Zelda game, the new everything, and it's just so. It's always another another Mario game, another Zelda game, another revival of an old NES franchise, another one of this, another one of that. But they're going to run out of old NES franchises eventually. They're getting really daring now because now they have Luigi games. It'll be when they get to the point where like. It'll be when they get to the. Here's a new edition of Urban Champion for us all to play. That will be when they've run out of ideas. Oh, no, no, they run no. out of ideas when Waluigi gets his own games, or oh, yeah. alternatively, when they make Wa Peach and Wa. What's <laughs> oh, the other one's no. name? Wa Daisy. When they make Wa Daisy and she gets her own video game, that, that right there is what? when they've run out of ideas. Until or when they create an alternative version of Waluigi called Walla Walla Luigi. Walla Luigi. Walla Walla Luigi. Try saying that properly. It sounds like a tribal song. Like just the beginning of a tribal song. Just like Walla Walla Luigi, Walla Walla Luigi. That could be that could be be a shtick. Racist stereotype. Oh yeah. Umbongo, Umbongo. I don't remember the rest of the advert. Uh, They would do it. It wouldn't surprise me. Basically, he will be inspired by the Kia Aura adverts. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah um i'm gonna stop guys so it's okay. been a pleasure and i'll speak to you all soon yes have a good okay week just say jesse life. james is blasting off again please oh yes i've just seen a pikachu and i'm gonna go put my dick in it Oh, you got it in my eye. <laughs> Thunder oh. shock. Oh, okay, okay. I, I need to bring some something up now. I I have this uh, urge, right? And I want to ask you: Is this wrong or not? Oh, go on. I, no, I, we're I, moral. I, we're all moral people here. Yeah, I want to. Remove all my skin in like one big uh, bit, so it's like a suit. Can I just ask? You're not asking if this is possible, just if it's no, moral. If it, yeah, if it's moral. Okay. And then I and then I gotcha. will send I will send it to Jonathan Holmes, but I will put on like um, what's it called the the tanuki suit, the, the the tail on the back of my skin, and I will put Nintendo stickers on the box. Do you think so is it he, moral? 
he'll be he'll think he's received a tanuki suit from Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. But he will have actually received your skin. And he will be wearing my skin. Tanukis actually have very very uh, low sagging testicles. And what what is the state of yours? Well, it's quite hot today, and they are down to my knees. <laughs> okay, well, that's a tanuki suit right there, sir. I don't think he'll be able to tell the difference. How hairy are you? Uh, I guess quite... Uh, it's, I'd say medium. Mm, okay, okay. Well... I'm not harmed, you, you can dip yourself in, like, glue, and then just put some yeah, fur over it. I will hug a dog or something before I send it over. You can yeah, just as long cut as, long as he glue. puts your skin on, you can doesn't really matter. Local yeah, but yeah, no. Do you think that's should I do it? I I got, I got a really good knife. I've been testing, <laughs> experimenting with. Well, I wasn't too sure about it, but then you say you say now that you have a really good knife. I'm I'm more I'm more secure in this. It, it, it's oh, yeah, a, but... it's a sterling core. Oh, we, oh, we didn't want you cutting yourself with something in theory. You know, if, if you're going to cut yourself, you've got to cut yourself with the best. You don't I mean, want to use a, a, a polygon knife. It's not like you can have, just get a butter knife and just poke yourself a couple of times and expect a tanuki suit out of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a special you... kind of knife made of exactly three polygons. Yeah. And three emotions. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. That, All three that emotions sounds... being pain, pain, and scalping yourself. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's it's what I do on the weekends with you know other people, but I want to do it with myself because I have really nice skin and I want Jonathan to wear it. I mean, if you if you're saying you do this on the weekends, you must have extra skins lying around. Surely you well, can like take two children's skins. That, like, I, I, I don't together. think. First of yeah, all, Jonathan Holmes is a big man. I don't think children's skins would fit him unless you like duct taped two together. Yeah, and that's a lot of work. I've done that before, and it's then, then you had to find the duct tape. Now, I think he, you want the skin that Jonathan Holmes receives to be special. Yeah. Something that you've prepared, something that you've moisturized, something that you've rolled around a barber's shop in yeah. so that it looks like a tanuki suit. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm totally on board with this. It, it's it's love. It's you know it's love, and at the same time I'm going to shave off all my uh, you know growing hair and send it to, to uh, Conrad. Yeah, she'll have because... a replacement must- mustache. Well, not really. I'll just write on the letter. These are my pubes. <laughs> no reason. I just want to do it. He'll be like, "Ooh, great! Now I have a now I have a spare mustache in case mine falls Fine. off." He, he, I hope he grows a beard. Do you? Yeah, it would be awesome. He would look like, uh, what's it called, Peter Moore, the Watchman writer. Alan, Alan, Alan Moore. Like a skinny, skinny little man with massive beard. Oh, God, yes. You could take two children's skins and then... Stitch them together in such a way that it makes a little tiny octopus. Because they each have four limbs. Yeah. But then you have to buy paint. Because it has to look like a orange octopus. It has to be a... Uh, I would say purple. Whatever. I could find purple children. 
Hmm. Could you find googly eyes? Well, I, I, obviously I already have googly eyes at home. Come on. Oh, yeah. Of course. Who doesn't? I mean, might as well end this here if no one in this entire group has any googly eyes available at all times. Yeah, I'm fucking leaving if if you say no. Uh, it's, you know, I can't stand with this shit. Oh, don't worry. I've always got googly eyes on standby. Good, good. Bastards. So, do any of you have any moral quandaries? I'm a shadow man, and I can accept nearly everything you say as pretty decent. I have. Yeah, um, is it pedophilia or not? Go, go. Right. So, imagine that you lose your virginity at eleven, with a girl your age. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. Now imagine. No, that's that's perfectly reasonable and morally acceptable. You lose a virginity at eleven. All right, good. And then you're thirty, and Mm, you're touching yourself to the memory of losing your virginity. Pedophilia or not? Uh, No, because it's a memory. When it's a memory, no, I don't think it is. It's a memory of something that happened when you were at that age. So at that point, your mind is going back in time, so you wouldn't be above the legal age. The the question is, who did you you lose it to another 11-year-old? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's an incestuous thought, and I mean a pedophilic thought, unless you're your sister, and that's all other problems. I mean, I mean, I didn't. I obviously Uh, didn't. Sure. I lost lost it to a guy. (laughs) Funny story. And he he was 70, so, you know, it's it's all good. No, no, he was 8. Oh. Okay. It's uh, Boy Scout camp all over again. I'd say I'm on the side of it's not I'd say no it's something you remember you're not actually because I asked are you are you getting do you find the memory itself erotic or just the thoughts of the sex erotic uh, I don't know as in you're imagining oh I wish I was an 11 year old boy again so that I can have sex with women around my age yeah, that's probably the thought that would be going through your head if something were to happen to you like that, that and you were definitely not me. So what nope. we're saying is that um, when whoever does it, it'll be a really good, good amount of fun to find out. Yeah. yeah. And w- when yeah. someone does eventually do it, it will be morally acceptable, according Let to us. Let sort it out. Well, they will figure out where, if, if they'll figure it out when someone when they tell someone about it, who probably is going to call someone else. Probably the police. If you leave them alive. <laughs> Jesus. This has left everyone feeling a bit awkward. <laughs> I, I've been sitting here not quite knowing what to say for a while. Why? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to add to that, really. I mean, I can't really say any more other than, yeah. You know, personal anecdotes. You can can pitch your own, is it pedophilia or not? 
It's a fun uh-huh. game that the whole family can play. Coming this Christmas, is it pedophilia or not? The board game. Yeah. Fun for the whole family. I really want to make Jonathan that. Holmes like, approved. <laughs> and it's just him, like, <laughs> giving a thumbs up and winking. Like, I yeah. approve of this. Oh, no, no, it's, it's the picture That's of him. bastard. You, you know like, the one with him sort of, like, really looking really sort of fake angry with his arms crossed? <laughs> that. That's fun for the whole family. I mean, only Charlie's going to get anything out of this. Yeah, it's... The, the children won't like it, but they, they will, uh, you know, they will... Uh, it's an educational experience, but they'll never forget. No, no, they will... Uh, suppress it for years and years and then it comes out and oh my god it comes out at the worst possible moment just so, yeah. do we have anything else to talk about other than that not uh, really I've, I've got one thing I want to mention oh, yeah. I finally launched what I've been working on for a while on the wiki <gasps> and it was it was the surprise if we met the fundraiser for Homes Appreciation Month. Which we and did. It did. So now you can watch every episode of Road Rules 5. No. Oh my god. It's How on there. How did you find that? Yeah. How did you find it? Um, long story that involves. Well, See. I actually had. To, it's not it available. It involves in many, many, many children. And oh, some Manny. human trafficking connections. Many, but wow. I'll run through the cliff notes. Basically, uh, the only way to get the show anymore is through a pirate DVD seller on iOffer. It's a site yeah. I'd never even heard of before. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so I ordered it, and it's like VHS quality, but it's on a few DVDs, and I just... Yeah. However, Conrad specifically told me not to upload it, because we don't want to get in trouble with Viacom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought, what do I do? I'll contact the person who had an episode of it up beforehand. Because um, there was someone... Because uh, it was hosted on the wiki for a while. It was posted there, and it got posted on Destructoid uh, by Nero. Um, and it was the first episode. And so I said, hey, do you have the rest of them? Can you put them up again? So they did. I bought the DVD basically for nothing, although to discover that they're actually exactly the same recordings. So they probably got it from the same DVD. Um, so yeah, that's up on uh, Road Rules 5 on YouTube. Or yeah, it's just on the key. There's now like an episode guide, and there's a gallery. I only have three picks, but there's a real-life Holmes frowny, uh, a picture of where he doesn't look like he cares very much, and one of him just waving his head around. Oh my god, this is over. And and the, the, the very, very first time we see him, he's in the shower. So anyone who wants to see Jonathan Holmes shirtless, you can do that. Oh my god, that, that, that one the picture. On a, yeah. on a scale of one to Chungus, how much enjoyment will you get out of it if you are a dedicated um, Constantinian? Hmm. Is that a religious well, order? He does take his shirt of off. He takes his shirt off when he jumps in a river to uh, fetch s- some bottle thing. So yeah. If you're only in it for homes, go on my second channel, which is spam can't. It's all one word. It's um, basically I took the first episode and I cut 
every shot that didn't have Jonathan out of it. So yeah, you don't have that to sounds like the the yeah. shit that that's arguably was. the best version. How angry is Jonathan Hunt going to be that we are all going to watch him as a young oh, man? Well, so... I very quietly put it up on the wiki without. I didn't want to draw attention because, as much I don't, I'm not sure how whether I should be. I mean, like there's official descriptions and everything. I got it all from a Road Rules fan site that has been up since 2001. It hasn't been updated since. How <laughs> um, old? And it's it? just. It's 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 all it's all still up. It's it looks like a GeoCities page. Um, it probably was at one point. It probably was, um, but it's hosted on some random site, and it, it's just yeah. I mean, I'm not entirely sure whether I'm allowed to have all this stuff about it because it's Viacom. I think but at the same time, we make no they money. Really from care. Yeah, probably we not. make no money and they're not losing any. So, I mean, morally we're right, but legally we might get into trouble. I think it's just a case of whether or not Rose Rules is still as big as it always was and whether or not there's a market on home media for season five of Rose Rules <laughs> outside of Podtoid. And I don't think Viacom sees much of a reason to release a DVD box set. And that's probably why it's always been tricky until now to find anything on Road Rules. They should just sell a complete box set of Road Rules, but then just include Jonathan Holmes' action figures. It would be Road Rules, the, the collector's edition. And, uh, I put, yeah. Sorry. And then it's just a big book of, you know, uh, a manual on what's pedophilia and what's not. No, no, no. It's an entire art book of Heathcliff drawings he did. <laughs> Heathcliff explains pedophilia. Get it for your kid. So, yeah. yeah that, that's, pretty good. that's pretty good news. If you want to see Jonathan Holmes from 20 years ago. Yeah. So should we just plug our things? Since we've plugged the big thing. If you I'll plug like your big things. I'm on board with that. Can I plug stuff, please? Yeah, you can plug me. We'll make this joke over and over until it starts being funny. Never. I I still have a Tumblr page. I am at Adam Owen for the win, as in ftw.tumblr.com. If you want to see what kind of drawings I do, I now have a load of free time, so I will probably be starting request soon I'm probably going to start commissions so that'll be interesting to figure out at a later point but for now just have a look at what kind of style I have and consider whether it's something you want to spend your good hard earned money on it Spam can yeah. I just hear a dog in the background um, yeah, oh, sorry I, I, yeah it's an annoying dog um <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I had to go... Did you buy the dog specifically to have something in the background of this podcast? Does that dog have a commission? It was was sort of forced upon us. Um, Did you name it K.K. Slider? 
<laughs> no, it was a while okay, ago. Yeah, I kind of wish it was cool. Well, it's up to the pound, wasn't it? It's gonna get. It's gonna get a bit killed, guys. Yeah. Now we now we have like a topic of conversation. How are we gonna kill this dog? Um, Who knows? Hmm, Tune in burn, next let's time. Burn at the stake first, and then if it survives that, we'll continue on from there with someone else's idea. Where's anybody else's idea? It's been eating stones and it's alive still, so I don't know. <laughs> That's a smart dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. Okay. Uh, uh, personally, I don't have anything to plug, so you can just move on. Uh, my Twitter is KillerMime93. You can follow me if you want. And go to the Facebook Botoid page, likey, likey thing. It's a good place to be in. Uh, Lots of know. friendly people who are all very good fun to be with. Like Matt uh, and clinically insane. They won't murder you. Yes, they will. <laughs> now, there's a lot of good stuff on the Facebook group. Actual discussion sometimes. It's fucking weird. Well, you, what else? else would you expect from the Shattered? Shattered. But you, you can't say it was... I mean, what was this today? I wish slavery was legal in the South so that he could make Jim I want to DDR. See him, yes, I want to see him play DDR and become strong and tough like Dolph Lundgren. Is that so wrong? The slavery part. talking about that guy. What's wrong with... <laughs> Come on, it's good for it. You almost said what's wrong with slavery. I'm glad you stopped yourself, because we've already done Nazism on this show. We can't have another strike against us. What, what did we agree that the name was going to be at the podcast? Like the Nazis, something to do with Nazis being carefree or something? Uh, oh. oh, I don't know. We are, we are well-behaved young men. Uh, so there's me. I exist. Hypothetically. Hello. I mean, no one here is a philosopher, right? Because I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Uh, Twitter is at Sir J the First. Listen to this podcast. Uh, listen to the other one, I suppose. I guess if you see fit. Um, uh, be a good person. Don't actually be a Nazi, please. <laughs> Not a real one. A fun that's, Nazi. That's very important. I just want to make sure that nobody is a Nazi uh, on my account. Especially since they're the one person that they're going to kill. Uh, We're going to have to spend a lot of time in the next episode just insulting every single person who's a Nazi and just... Yeah, God, they're just, like, so dumb. What the fuck? I might have to draw a picture of Hitler in a tutu or something just so that they can all stay away. Oh my god, that'll be the best picture. I I must have seen that already. Uh, yep, in fact, there's quite a few images. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'd have to draw one personally just so that everyone knows that we aren't condoning any Nazi <clears throat> action. I'm going to be honest here, most of these pictures of Hitler in a tutu aren't actually that great. No, there's most, a lot of most, most results are mostly a preacher or some black guy. 
Jesus. He's not Hitler, or is he? Nor is he in a tutu. He's just some black priest-looking person. That's Desmond Tutu. I think his name is Tutu. Fuck. I think that's a pretty good note to go out on. Yeah. Should we do the Desmond, outro? That's Desmond Tutu. Oh, I haven't signed up. Fuck. I like I'm that. Oh, okay, spam can say something. I'll, I'll do my plug. Uh, I am on Twitter at spam underscore can. I say things that get people annoyed. Apparently. I also use Google Plus because that's still a thing. Um, and yeah, I, there's the Potter wiki. Do that. And I am still looking for sort of source engine people or programmers because I want to make things. And yeah, um, I'm bored of making things by myself. So there we go. That, that's all my things. Indeed. So now I was saying off. And that is your podcast for the week. Take it and be grateful. That's <laughs> yeah, free. I'm sure you enjoyed every bit. Yeah, just 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 go away now, you bunch of wankers. Honestly. Yeah, the, you, the longer you stay here, the more bandwidth of mine you're taking up. Now, just go. We don't want oh, to hear any more. Darken our door till next week. Bye. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.